Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant, NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. It is a fantasy booking warfare episode for you today, the retirement of Chris Jericho as pitched by Pledgehammer Dan, the mayor of Painesville. Dan, if you want to pitch future Wrestle Ramble fantasy booking warfare topics, go over to Patreon, check it out. There's loads of stuff you can do. But for now, we're going to get straight in to Luke's pitch. Okay, so the time period that mine takes place in, or mine begins in, is after Backlash. So we've passed the Greatest Royal Rumble, we've passed Backlash. Uh, And at the Greatest Royal Rumble, Chris Jericho made his WWE return into the Greatest Royal Rumble match, but he didn't win. In fact, he actually wasn't in the match for a particularly long time, and he was thrown out shortly after his entrance. So we're now on the Smack... Oh, I should say again. We're on the SmackDown after the Greatest Royal Rumble, but before Backlash. We're in that one-week period between the two pay-per-views. And uh, during a match between AJ Styles and Rusev, the Titantron comes up with Y2J's countdown clock. The countdown clock that we saw when he first made his debut into the WWE, saying that the millennium was coming. Fans pop, of course, recognising this. However, it stops before the timer hits zero and nothing happens. 
at Backlash during AJ's WWE Championship defense that Titantron comes on again with Y2J's countdown clock, but stops before it hits zero. Off the distraction, AJ wins. Part one of our story. Y2J, the true story. Smackdown week one. AJ comes out to cut a promo about his championship retention. He says that while he's very proud of the victory, he has to unfortunately give a bit of an assist to his former tag team partner, Chris Jericho. He calls out Jericho to come down and kind of explain his actions. And the countdown clock begins to play again. That infamous sound that we all know so well and, and love so dearly. But this time it does reach zero. But the thing doesn't go like it used to do. In fact, the letters Y2J Y2J change to EC3. Top 1% plays EC3 makes his SmackDown Live debut. Uh, he comes out and, and he's. And uh, Y2J. No, Y2J. AJ seems a little bit stunned by this. It's like, you know, why are you imitating Jericho? And EC3 tells him to please shut the hell up. AJ looks incredibly bemused by all this, and EC3 tells him if he wants to know who he really is, why don't you give me a WWE Championship match later tonight on SmackDown Live. AJ accepts because he wants to know what's going on. EC3 smiles and says he knew he would. At the start of the match, EC3 comes out wearing a t-shirt that says save underscore us dot EC3, a play on Chris Jericho's old save us Y2J gimmick he did in 2000 and whatever. And during this match, AJ hits EC3 with a phenomenal forearm, but the referee doesn't count the pin. He just stands there, and he just looks sad, and AJ stands up and looks a bit confused by all this, and asks the referee, like, why, why aren't you counting? And during all of this, EC3 has rolled to the outside, and he's grabbed the WWE Championship, and he hits AJ in the head right in front of the referee, and he locks in the walls of Jericho, and the referee calls for the bell without AJ even tapping. EC3 is the new WWE Champion. Week 2. The next week, EC3 comes out with his newly won WWE Championship, but Shane and Paige here come out because they have a few questions about the manner in which he won the WWE Championship, which, you know, let's be honest, was pretty questionable. Shane has then, uh, uh, Shane has told uh, no, no, try that again. Shane has asked AJ to not come to the building tonight because he is furious about what happened last week and he doesn't want him to rip EC3's head off before they can get some sort of explanation. EC3 smiles and informs Shane that he doesn't just, uh, that he just doesn't get it. Being in the top 1% doesn't mean that I drive fancy cars, wear nice clothes, and have a better life than everyone in this building. It means that I have friends in high places. High places that are higher than the commissioner of SmackDown Live. He tells Shane that one of his dad's golf buddies is on the board of directors for WWE. And he agrees that Shane has been doing a pretty terrible job of running SmackDown Live. He's run off Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Look at the awful stuff that you've done. You keep getting yourselves involved in all of these things. So bad a job is Shane McMahon doing that the board of directors have unanim unanimously agreed on a vote of no confidence and Shane will have to step down as commissioner of SmackDown Live. But fear not, EC3 informs us, we have a suitable replacement. My aunt, Dixie Carter. 
Dixie Carter is the new commissioner of SmackDown Live. And that is how EC3 was able to get the ref on his side, completely paid off. He is running the show. Police escort Shane out of the ring and Paige chases after them, asking, how the hell did this all happen? As, as Pages often want to do. EC3 addresses the crowd now. And he asked, and he says, a lot of people have asked me why I use Chris Jericho's old millennium gimmick. They've asked why I wore a Save Us t-shirt. The answer is quite simple. I hate Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is a man I grew up idolizing. I bought his t-shirts. I bought his action figures. I bought pay-per-views that he was specifically on. When Jericho went for de- from WCW to WWF, I switched the channel. I wanted to be Chris Jericho. But since then, I have learned that Jericho is nothing but a fraud. And over the next few weeks, I will expose the fraud that he is and that he's a liar. Smackdown Week 3. For fear that AJ Styles will kill him, because AJ Styles is now allowed back into the building, EC3 doesn't appear on the show, but Dixie Carter announces that due to contract stipulations that she cannot overturn, AJ will get his rematch for the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank. She also introduces the first of EC3's videos on Chris Jericho, Y2J, The True Story. It's a sit-down interview sort of thing with EC3 talking to an off-camera interview. He explains that he first came into the WWE in 2009, and the first person that met him in Florida Championship Wrestling was Chris Jericho, the man he idolized as a child growing up. Jericho took him to one side and said that he will be someone in WWE. That's the greatest bit of praise one could ever get. EC3 says that FCW run wasn't very good and we get lots of footage of the early days of EC3 in FCW. He said, but then I got my shot on NXT Season 4. And we get clips of the then Derek Bateman, that was his name, wasn't it? Derek Bateman, on, on NXT in Season 4. He said, when I got to NXT, I specifically asked for Chris Jericho to be my mentor because I knew he would be the man that would lead me to victory. After all, he led Wade Barrett to victory in Season 1. I knew he would be my guy. But I didn't get... Chris Jericho. Why? Because Jericho was touring with his band Fozzy. He was too good for WWE. He was too good for NXT. He was too good for EC3. Instead, I was given Daniel Bryan, he says in a scoffing manner. Who's he ever beat? He didn't even win the first season of NXT. And because of Chris Jericho, neither did I. In the real world, outside of this WWE nonsense, Chris Jericho talks about this quite openly on his Talk is Jericho podcast that he's putting out each and every week, saying, like, hey, I don't really know what's going on. Um, I haven't been consulted on this storyline. I don't really know where it's going, what's happening. I haven't spoken to, to Vince in quite some time, so... I, I'm, I'm not complaining because, hey, they're saying my name on TV and that's helping me get bookings elsewhere. So, you know, if that's where they want to go, that's the way they want to go. SmackDown week... Four, I've got. I think I'll write. Yeah, SmackDown Week Four. New. I, I haven't read this back, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping that everything makes sense. In the next of EC3's video, he's joined by Dixie Carter, who explains that she used to run a wrestling promotion around the time that her nephew was being bullied by WWE. And while WWE was bullying him, she was being lied to by Chris Jericho. Dixie says that she contacted Jericho to come into her company, and he always returned her calls. They had several meetings, they discussed plans and even dropped contracts. And what did Jericho do? He turned up at the Royal Rumble and went crawling back to WWE. EC3 is there next to her, just shaking his head, just tapping his aunt on the shoulder, consoling her because she was lied to by this, this dastardly Canadian Chris Jericho. As Dixie wipes away her tears, EC3 tells we got one more video to prove that Chris Jericho isn't who he says he is, and then he will beat his former tag team partner at Money in the Bank. 
Final part of Y2J The True Story airs. EC3 addresses the camera directly this time. He says that Chris Jericho is a fraud. He says every time Chris Jericho leaves WWE, he fails. He talks about Chris Jericho's failed acting career. He says that Fozzie wouldn't have sold any albums if it wasn't for his previous fame from the WWE. He says that Jericho was run out of this company, and what did he do? He ran to Japan. And what did he do when he got there? He failed. We actually get pictures of Jericho losing to Kenny Omega. Obviously, none of this is actually specifically said, but it's all implied. Uh, we, he came back for the Greatest Royal Rumble, and he failed. Oh, we started podcasts. Always oh, got a band. Always oh, running a wrestling show on a cruise. You know who go on cruises? People who can't afford a yacht. I own a yacht. You don't see me putting a wrestling ring on it. You say you're all in. Well, I'm all in on this company. I'm the WWE champion, and AJ Styles, you are going to learn this at Money in the Bank. At Money in the Bank, through screen means, EC3 retains the WWE championship, and Dixie Carter announces that he cannot challenge for the title while EC3 is still champ. So over the next couple of weeks, we're in part two of this story now. Over the next couple of weeks, EC3 comes out to prove to the SmackDown Live audience that AJ, AJ, that Y2J is a fraud. And all the things that he did aren't as impressive as we were all once led to believe. Later in the show, he comes out for a scheduled match with Ralphus as his private security for the match. His old Jericho's old WCW enforcer. The following week, he calls himself the man of a thousand and five holds, and he lists them all off. And as this is being re- as this is being read out, Dixie Carter comes out from the back, pushing Dean Malenko out onto the stage and orders him to get into the ring because this is his job and you will do what my nephew wants. EC3 locks Malenko in the walls of Jericho and Malenko taps out. He's being uh, Chris Jericho beat Dean Malenko. It's not that difficult. EC3 just proved that. The following week, he teams up with a very reluctant Lance Storm to take on two local competitors, <laughs> which, of course, they win. Jericho wasn't really the star of this tag team. Anyone can team with Lance Storm. The following week, he says he got into a backstage fight with one of the toughest people on the planet, a man who wants to know who's next. Of course, referencing the infamous backstage fight between Jericho and Goldberg, But of course, it's Gilberg that comes out playing off this famous story, and EC3 beats him down. Each time he does one of these skits, he looks to the back, hoping that Jericho will come out and challenge him. And each time, he doesn't. And EC3 tells the audience that this is why Jericho is a fraud. All throughout this, EC3 plays plays videos of his new band, Fizzy, and clips from a podcast that he has actually released called Talk Is Carter, where he interviews other people that don't like Jericho. And Jericho's obviously still pushing this idea on his podcast, Talk Is Jericho, that he doesn't know where this storyline is going, but he's really happy that Lance Storm got some TV time. The following week, he holds his own version of the Festival of Friendship with Kevin Owens. Owens, of course, is none too pleased about this, and he just calls the whole thing stupid. He just he tries to ra- rationalize with EC3, like, what are you doing? What This is completely ridiculous. But every time he tries to leave, Dixie Carter is there to threaten him with his job, reminding him that he has a family at home and he needs to play ball in this little situation. Owens reluctantly rolls back into the ring and reads his lines that has been given to him as a script in as monotone a manner as possible, because it's the exact same presentation as the original Festival of Friendship. Owens is ready, though, because he knows that he gets to attack EC3 at the end of this because that's how the Festival of Friendship ends. And so he hands Jericho, well, Jericho, he hands EC3 the list, which has the list of KO. But before he lifts it out, he hits Kevin Owens with the mic because he says that a real hero would have seen Owens turn coming and EC3 is a real hero and not a fraud. 
At Extreme Rules, EC3 vacates, big, pod, big air quotes for podcast listeners, the WWE Championship as he will accomplish the same amazing feat that Jericho did at Vengeance 2001. He comes out for his match, he's there and he's ready. The Rock's music hits. The crowd pops because it's Rocky's theme. But it's not The Rock who comes out, it's some jabroni with rubbish trunks and peel-on tattoos carrying a foam version of the WCW Championship. EC3 easily beats him with the walls of Jericho with the help of Dixie Carter. Steve Austin's music hits next, but it's just some other jabroni that comes out looking a bit like Steve Austin. But this guy actually gets some offense in and gets a roll-up and there's a bit of a one-two, whoa, EC3 nearly lost there. But through interference from Dixie Carter, EC3 beats both The Rock and Steve Austin on the the same night he challenges Jericho to show up on podcast uh, show up on Smackdown this coming Tuesday EC3 comes out with Dixie Carter for the main event segment wearing his Save Us EC3 t-shirt and a light-up jacket with a scarf carrying the list of Carter he says this is all Jericho has left a bunch of stupid gimmicks that make up for the fact he could never win the big one as someone the fans adore which is true Jericho has always said the one thing he always wants to accomplish in his career was win the WWE championship as a babyface he's only ever won main championships as a heel so there's, there's EC3 playing into real life scenarios here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Suddenly the countdown clock comes on. The countdown clock that we saw way back when when EC3 was mocking him. But it stops before it hits zero. And Carter just starts ranting again. The Save Us Y2J gimmick starts. It stops and Carter rants again. The countdown clock begins and this time it reaches zero. The lights go out. The old Jericho music hits. And a shadowy figure is on the stage doing the Y2J pose. When the lights come up though... It's AJ Styles, and it turns out that Chris Jericho is behind EC3. It was all a ruse. He was helping AJ, and they, and Jericho run, runs wild at EC3, hitting several codebreakers and locking in the walls of Jericho as security runs down to break up all this madness. This builds to a SummerSlam match where Jericho challenges for the WWE Championship against EC3, and it's a real scrap with zero interference from Dixie. And it looks like Jericho has the match won after the codebreaker, but Dixie pulls the referee out at the last second. EC3 hits the one percenter and gets the win. The following Smackdown Live, how am I doing for time? I'm nearly there. Jericho says that he took EC3 to his limit, something no one has ever done before. He challenges EC3 to a rematch at the next pay-per-view. EC3 comes out and says, why should I accept your match? I've proved my point. Jericho is a fraud. He's a phony. He's a liar. He can't get the job done. Jericho says that EC3 only won because of his powerful aunt who runs this joint and he needs to shut the hell up. EC3 says if that's the way he wants it, then that's the way he's going to get it. He can have his rematch, but I want your career on the line. Jericho accepts, but he says that just a reminder, the next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell, so it's only fitting that the match be in that structure. Now after a grueling match, it's Hell in a Cell title versus career. After a grueling match with lots of weapons, violence and submissions, Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho and it looks like EC3 is going to tap, but he powers out of the move and hits the one percenter for the win. Jericho has lost his career and EC3 is now the biggest heel in WWE. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So as a bit of context, this is not in any current world. It kind of uses the same people, but this is not attached to any storylines that are going on right now. It is, but the time frame is the end of Backlash, like after Backlash through to SummerSlam. It's those kind of summer three, four months. Uh, but yes, it could take place conceivably any time in the next three years. So, prologue. The uh, around May time, the lights will keep cutting out completely at random times uh, on Raw, and it only once an episode for for four weeks. And what comes up on screen on the Titan John is random letters and symbols changing fonts. But none of those fonts are ever anything Jericho's used in the past. They're just random ones, so you can kind of work it out for yourself. But if you're not familiar with Jericho's ver. You, you could be caught by surprise when it does, the, the reveal eventually happens. So each, so the first week, uh, all the symbols and characters become who question mark is. So that's just it. And then the second week, you have the who question mark is. And then after that, it changes to many with the Y at the end of many, but loads of Ys after that, two faces. So that, and then the third week, the third week is the only week where it's interrupting an actual match. All the others have just been during links or entrances. This is during an actual match. It's a Sami Zayn match on Raw. And it has the who is, it has the many two faces. And then it has our full stop saviour. And then it comes back up. And Sami still wins despite that distraction. And the fourth week it has... The who is many two faces are dot savior, and then it all becomes save, and at that point it becomes the Y two J style font, and the last two symbols run for ages to build the crowd anticipation because they all know what's coming. It's save dot us, which is of course a reference to Chris Jericho's Y two J gimmick when he came to WWF in the first place, and then after that fourth graphic, that fourth bit of text, the letters change to 
The Return of Jericho, next week. Part 1. The Many Baby Faces of Jericho. So, uh, this is the following week on Raw, and the all of the text runs through the who is, the many two faces, etc. And after, after save.us, the exact same countdown graphics from Jericho's Raw debut in 1999 begin. And it counts down, all with the, the old music. And Pyro hits everything. Even Pyro's back. And he walks down in exactly the same costume. Even though he's got different hair now, it is all the same as his WWE debut all those years ago in full Y2J-specific gimmick. It's the same, even the same Titantron up on the up on the video screen. And he gets into the ring. Everyone's really happy to see him. They're just giving him loads of applause, respectful veteran applause. And he, he cuts a super baby face, but genuine, like Mark Henry retirement-style promo, where he's just saying, it's great to be back, like... There is nothing like the WWE. And then he just runs through a few Jericho catchphrases to pop the crowd. But then it's time to get serious, Jericho-holics. Because he, he still like pops in little bits here and there. Over, over his life, he's had many runs, many faces of Jericho, many different characters. I've been a WCW cruiserweight. I've gone to beating Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. I was the first ever undisputed champion, damn it. And I've had a great go of it. But now, after all these years, it's time to, to call it a day. But Jericho doesn't slowly die out. He goes out with a bang, baby! Uh, not Adam Cole. Uh, so he announces his farewell tour. And it's going to be a greatest hits tour. It's the retirement of Jericho, man. Uh, and because he's been given so many incredible opportunities throughout his career, he wants to pay it back. He wants to give someone new a leg up to that main event scene. Just like how Rock and Austin and all those people helped him to become the legend he is today. He wants to make a top star on his way out. And then he leaves humbly applauding the crowd. Really, really, you know, being nice and genuine. It's, you know, this shouldn't come across like a scripted promo now the next week on raw we begin the trials jericho like michael cole or someone announces this jericho has set four matches to happen over the next four weeks each with a tight 10 minute time limit to them and it will be against finn balor seth rollins Sami Zayn, and chad gable they're effectively exhibition matches and after he's wrestled those four, he will decide who will get to retire him. Who will be his retirement match? Because he's looking for the person with the most promise so he can create a new star on the on the way out. His first match is against Finn Balor, and Finn Balor comes out. And then a video package runs, and it is a video package on like one of those really good documentary WWE-style things on Y2J. And how Y2J first debuted with the countdown and the rock promo and everything. And it just, it, it contextualises that gimmick. And Y2J comes out in full gimmick with the full entrance. 
uh, they have a good respectful match, ends in a time limit draw, the two shake hands afterwards. The next week is with Seth Rollins, same again, video package, but this time for Lionheart, his old cruiserweight gimmick, again good respectful match, time limit draw, two shake hands afterwards. Then we get Sami Zayn, and we get the list version of Jericho. I know it was a heel version, but it, it was super over. So Jericho's joking around with the list at the start of the match, and he's playing it up to the crowd. And Sami's, like, you know, treating it a bit like an exhibition match as well. But then Sami does, like, he does actually take quite a lot of the match, and Jericho starts to get a little bit flustered. And at one point, about eight minutes in, remember this is a ten-minute time limit match, they're on the ropes for, uh, like, a rope break spot, just because Sami's grappled him into the corner. And Sammy backs away, but Jericho just instinctively slaps him across the face. But he immediately apologises. He says, whoa, whoa, sorry, it's because I've got something in my eye. Like, he's actually got a scratch on his eye. And he's in the corner, and Sammy goes for the halluva kick. But Jericho, like, brings the referee in front of him because he's got the eye problem. And it's it goes to a time limit draw. But it looked like Sammy could have won that there. And Sammy's frustrated, but he's like, you know, fair play. Uh, they, they two, the two shake hands, and Jericho's still selling his eye, and he raises Sammy's hand. Uh, then Chad Gable versus the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. So again, video package, good respectful match, time limit draw, two shake hands afterwards. Jericho stays in the ring to cut a promo afterwards. He says, "Chad Gable, you're going to be a star in this company. Amazing, Finn Balor, you're amazing, Seth Rollins, but." My choice for the man who I want to retire me is Sammy Zayn. Come out here, Sammy. Sammy comes down. And Jericho explains to him, look, Matt, I feel really bad about the red and that scratch ending. We can have a classic. We, you are the man to retire me. I want you to retire me. But you're going to have to bring your A game. You've had many start and stop pushes and runs in WWE. I need you to bring everything. I need you to take this opportunity like I took every opportunity that was given to me. And Sammy's like, I'm the man for you. Yes. So money in the bank. It's the last match of Jericho. Bring it on, man. And they hug and Sammy is super humbled and you know, it's been very nice. So money in the bank. It's easy to write down. They have an absolute classic. But... You know, you, you would design this match to be like a 20-minute excellent babyface, babyface match that with that hope in mind. So, uh, and it's a lot more evenly matched this time round because it's not the exhibition style that Jericho was running through. And Jericho's being very by the rules uh, and they're both like letting each other have rope breaks, backing away when someone's down, letting them stand up. But Sammy dominates the last three minutes of this, this very good long match. And Jericho's getting flustered. And there's a few close, like, really close pinfalls. And Jericho scrambles away from each one. He's really... He's, suddenly, it looks like he's having second thoughts. It looks like he doesn't want to be retired. And Sammy goes for the halluva kick. But this time, Jericho drags the referee fully in the way. Uh, but So Sammy stops. And then Jericho low blows Sammy for the DQ loss, because it was right in front of the referee, with a knee to the nuts. And he's just screaming at Sammy, saying, you think this is the way I go? I'm a legend. I'm a goddamn legend. And he just starts delivering multiple code breakers to Sammy, while lots of people are running out trying to stop the match. And then he puts Sammy in the walls of Jericho. He brings that into a lion tamer, so even more brutal looking. But a chair is wrapped around Sammy's neck. 
So it's got the pain of the back and the pain of the pressure on Sammy's neck. The leverage is just pushing his face into the steel. And like you've got the WWE agents of Fit Finley and Dave on there, out there trying to break it up. Jericho looks crazed. New Japan Kenny Omega level crazed and then some. Part two. The many heels of Chris Jericho. It's the second part of the Greatest Hits tour. So Jericho comes out the next night on Raw and he's doing quiet, quiet. You know, this is completely different. And But then he starts to ask things like, who is Chris Jericho? And he refers to himself as we. We've got many faces. We're a rock star. We're the first ever undisputed champion. It becomes apparent that Jericho has completely lost it. He's got like some form of split personality. And all those different characters over the, the years weren't gra- uh, gimmicks and ways to reinvent himself. They're the fractured parts of his mind. It's all one way to retcon all of Jericho's career into one consistent psychopathic madman. And as he's doing all this, he continues to flick between these gimmicks like and and the catchphrases like someone skipping tv channels and he's like who is chris jericho i'm a legend and legends don't retire to weak-willed stupid idiots like Sami Zayn. i was never handed anything i had to take it i'm the guy who walked out on wcw tv every night calling out goldberg week after week i'm the guy who beat rock and austin in the same night i had to be the best in the world at what i do i earned and I took opportunities. It's not all about being a nice guy. And that's where you're weak, Sammy. You don't have that competitive edge. That's why you didn't finish me last night. So I challenge you, Sammy, right now. Come down here. Be a man. And, and reti- retire me. Like, that's his, almost his catchphrase. Retire me, Sammy. But there's no, no one answers. Because that's what I'm talking about. You've got no killer instinct. Like, I've got a killer instinct like this. And he grabs the cameraman from the ring apron. And he goes, leverage, Sammy. This is called leverage, you stupid idiot. Retire me right now or I'll break this guy's back. The Raw GM comes out, whoever it is, and says, let him go. You know full well Sammy is in hospital recovering right now from what happened last night. The injury you gave him. Let the cameraman go. And Jericho says, this is a gift, Sammy. A lesson of Jericho drink it in man and then he hits a code breaker on the guy anyway locks in the walls everyone's trying to get him off and he's jericho's crazed again just shouting at the camera so next week opens with michael cole's serious voice uh Sami Zayn has, of course, been rehabbing Jericho's vicious assault um, at Money in the Bank, and he's been training at the Performance Centre. And last Thursday, uh, Zayn was for once not at the Performance Centre, preparing for his in-ring return. He was getting a medical in Birmingham, Alabama. But Jericho broke into the Performance Centre to find him. We have this footage. And it cuts to Jericho breaking into the Performance Centre, and he's screaming for Sammy. But he knows Sammy isn't there. He knows Sammy's not there. He could have come at any day that Sammy wasn't there. And he walks in on some performance center trainees and he says he's going to give them a lesson from a legend. You need a killer instinct, the thing that Sami Zayn lacks. And he gets one guy in a lion tamer for ages and people are trying to break it off. He punches a referee out cold. He's just manic. And as he's walking out, Regal confronts him. He throws Regal through the glass, through a glass door. That's like your bloody action action bit and Jericho is suspended because of this uh, the week after Cole shows more footage because Jericho has done the same thing at NXT but this time Sammy was there and they start fighting but Jericho targets Sammy's back it's still injured and starts beating down Sammy and he kind of gives him a lesson this is how you become a, 
a legend round the NXT Performance Center. Gives him different classes, promo classes, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then the week after that, even though he's battered and bruised, Sammy challenges Jericho for an Extreme Rules match in a pre-recorded promo. And then the go-home, uh, well, it's not really an angle, just a go-home video package is Jericho accepting because you know what Extreme... I wrestled in ECW. I know the mean you don't even know the meaning of the word this is just another lesson i'm gonna have to give you to to make you the best you can possibly be retire me sammy retire me so they have the extreme rules match it is brutal but sammy is still injured from his beatdown. jericho gets the better of him because of this loads of hardcore spots and uh, the end comes when sammy actually manages that there's a, there's an opening sammy puts the chair around jericho's neck like at the end of the Money in the Bank match, but to Jericho. And he sets him up in the corner for a halluva kick onto the chair. But he pauses. He has a conscience. And he's like, no, I'm letting the hate consume me. I'm letting Jericho get to me. So, But he's, he's like, no, I'm going to do it. And he runs at Jericho. But Jericho, by this point, has re regained his composure, throws the chair at Sammy, and he hits a code breaker for the win. So part three, the retirement of Jericho. Man. So Sammy is now, like, he is back in the training camp with Kevin Owens. Like, they're, they're faces, by the way. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens could be whatever. And Sammy's just being like, who is Chris Jericho? He's a legend, sure. He's the best in the world at what he does. And this has all taught me I've got to be better. I've got to be better, not only of myself, I'm not not just what Sami Zayn does, I've got to be the best in the world at what Chris Jericho does. So I challenge you, Chris Jericho, for a final retirement match at SummerSlam, where I won't just retire you, I will make you say, I quit. So the next several weeks are training videos of Sami perfecting Chris Jericho's moveset. The Lion Salt, the Code Breaker, all Jericho's trademark moves apart from the walls. You don't see any of that, but the commentators keep speculating like, this is an I quit match. You need a really good submission move. Sammy doesn't really have that in his arsenal. He's not really known as a submission wrestler. So maybe we'll see it, but we haven't seen any evidence of it. So Sammy keeps on putting over in these promos how he's not going to cheat, how he's not going to play into Jericho's game. He is just going to be better. Jericho's saying, you're a fool. I chose you, Sammy, to retire me so I could make you the new Y2J. And Sammy's like, I'm not the next Chris Jericho. I'm the first Sammy Zayn. And then we get to the SummerSlam I Quit match. And the match is structured around Jericho keeping, he keeps trying to cheat. But every time Sammy has it scouted, he dodges the low blows. He blocks the finger pokes. He kicks the feet off the ropes in, in dodgy pins. He is being the better man. He's being better than Jericho cheating. And he's also hitting Jericho's moveset to devastating effect. And they go back and forth for a while. The referee gets knocked down at a point and Jericho gets a chair and tries to throw it at Sammy just like he did in the previous match. But Sammy dodges, whips Jericho into the ropes, and he's the one who ends up with the chair. There's now a stare down between Jericho, chairless, and Sammy Zayn holding the steel. And there's a tense spot where they're both looking at each other. And Jericho is screaming, massive grin on his face. Do it. Retire me. Retire me, Sammy. Retire me. Sammy looks at Jericho. He looks at the chair. And then he throws the chair out the ring. 
and Jericho screams, you're a stupid idiot. He runs at Sami Zayn. Blue thunder bomb. Jericho ends up in the corner. Sami hits a halluva kick. Jericho falls on the floor. He's a limp body. To be honest, he was beaten the moment that Sami threw the, the chair out of the ring because it was a moral victory, not one of physicality. Sami's looking down at Jericho's body and here he realises this is the end. He wipes a tear away from his eye. Then he puts Chris Jericho in the walls of Jericho. He leans back as far as he can go and the ref is now up. He's got the mic and Jericho just whispers into it, I quit. Zane falls down at the end and he helps Jericho up to a sitting position and Jericho extends their hand. They hu- still sitting down on the on the mat, and they shake, and then they hug. And Jericho gets a full baby face send off, soaking up the applause in the ring. He has created he a new star. He's done it better. He's created a new Sami Zayn. Oh God, I'm exhausted. I found that one quite tough. Like really, really tough. It's a, it's an interesting one to have done. Yeah, it yeah. really was. I, I found it like I I had this I basically had one idea in my head, which was EC three going through gimmicks. Like that I had that that middle bit there was the only bit I really had. Uh, I really liked yours. Your like yours was really funny. Like really genuinely funny. Like I was liking it and then you said fizzy. And I <laughs> I just had the I visualized that in my head, yeah. and I was, yeah, that's really talk good. is Carter and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the podcast. Well, that's is it. Like, good. and when because I, I said to you when I was writing it, I can't find the guy, the, mm. the guy that he's going to feud with. And it was only when I was thinking of like the Y two J countdown clock and the letters changing, and I was like, oh, EC three, and I thought with EC three, I can bring in Dixie, and that explains how EC three is getting away with all of this. And I was like, yeah. And it, it, it creates this kind of spoiled brat thing. It's like, oh, I want my Chris Jericho. I want my Chris Jericho toy that I can play with and this sort of stuff. Yeah, and I, 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 that sort of finally all came together. But I did struggle to get it all in. And I, after a while, when I was read, I, was, I haven't, didn't read it back, but as I was writing it, I thought, this is a Chris Jericho retirement that does not feature a lot of Chris Jericho. He really only comes in at the final point and then loses. That was, that was going to be my one criticism. Yeah. I really did love everything else about it. Uh, even Dixie Carter. I never <laughs> thought I'd say that. It, it was just that that's a great program for Jericho, but I don't know if it's a good retirement program for Jericho. Yeah. He's such a difficult character to retire. Well, that's why yours works so well, because you have the many faces of Jericho. Yeah. I, and I really like that aspect of it. It's really clever. I just thought, you know, like he is a rock star. And I was trying to, I came from, I was trying to think like, what, how would he retire? He'd go on tour, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Ah, retirement tour. Yeah, greatest love that. Tour. Greatest hits. I just worked back from there. And then you can retcon it all into one consistent mm. character. Like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Why well, that was more of a Jeff Johns. <laughs> more of a Jeff Johns thing there. Uh, but yeah, God, I'm, I'm actually sweating a tad. Yeah, I mean, yours were, you, you were super getting into yours by the end. It's because I haven't eaten food for 27 hours. Bit delirious, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was fun, though. It that was, was fun. It's like, once we do it, I'm really glad that we've done it. But it's just the... The three days of trying to come yeah, up with something. There is a point when writing these fantasy booking warfares, and it's usually when I start that I just I was like, oh, we need to drop this. We just, <laughs> we just need to drop doing this because it's getting it's exhausting doing. But then as I start writing it, I start really enjoying myself. And then I really enjoy 
the the actual recording of it and i enjoy discussing it in detail afterwards and i'm like now oh, we should keep doing this yeah definitely but it is it is an exhaustive writing process at times especially when you are just staring at a blank page and you like i had the one thing was like ec3 comes out with Ralph or whoever comes out with ralphus they do something with malenko they do something oh, with malenko and i was like i was like this is all, that's all i have five holes yeah exactly yeah. i was like this is all i have and i was like ah. Uh, and then I just I managed to find an intro and outro to it, but yeah, there's not a lot of Jericho in there, which I think will be might be my downfall. It's uh, well, maybe everyone will watch your only your video. Well, it's could... a, it's a new way of doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, podcast listeners, of course, go over to the Wrestle Talk YouTube channel to actually cast your vote in this. At the moment, you're just a silent minority. You could sway this. You could sway this. You are the this vote is a swing state right now. You here. are the this, this is the swing state. Yeah, this is the votes that we need or either of us could need. So you can go to either of the videos because they both went up at the exact same time and vote in the poll. It's not really an exact science because the polls are on two different videos. But we're working it out. Well, add it up. We'll, we'll just yeah. add up all the things. We've it, got it's calculators. Out, it's out of two hundred percent as opposed to out of just a hundred percent. No, you just. Make it a hundred percent still. Oh, and just half it. Yeah, you can just half it. Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, any any final thoughts? Final thoughts. God, Sam, I'm, Sammy I'm was physically a, drained. Sammy was a really uh, interesting choice. I, I'll be honest as well. When you were like, you had just sort of your your retirement of Jericho, and he was gonna. And I love this idea of him handpicking someone. I love the the catchphrase of retire me. I think that's a really, really nice story. It's it's a guy who actively wants to retire. And I think it's a really interesting angle to take a retirement storyline in. Um but yeah Sammy was it was a choice that I, I I wouldn't have thought for you. I I just thought I was looking at the right because most of these fantasy book in warfare's I'm sure it's the same with you starts with opening up the Wikipedia page for WWE main roster and then just looking through it and going who fits my bad idea? <laughs> Who fits it? And I just, Sami Zayn, like, was, you know, when you get, like, a placeholder person, you're like, okay, Sami's, he'll work for now. I'll just use him when I'm writing. And then I'll think about it a bit more in a sec. He just, like, grew on me and grew on me. And hmm. actually, he's such a good baby face. Yeah, it's great. Originally, I had a, a bit more in about, uh, there was a whole bit where Jericho, I see myself in you because, mm. you know, you you had multiple faces referencing Generico and you know you were also betrayed by Kevin Owens and oh yeah yeah but nice. it, it, it felt a bit like surplus at the mm -hmm. end so yeah yeah that out. but I, I thought that was an interesting choice as well because you had him like doing all of his moves like lion salt and all this sort of stuff yeah at one point I did write in that EC3 does a lion salt and I was like no mate, that's gonna, <laughs> yeah. that isn't happening at all that will kill everyone in the ring yeah. if he does that he's got a great body <laughs> got a great body anyway we will be back maybe on Monday with some greatest Royal Rumble with the 20 title changes that happened on that show. Yes, perhaps. This has already happened. It's already happened. Oh, yeah, you're it? right. Yes, we're making jokes here. It might have actually happened oh, that way because we're recording this on a Thursday, the day before greatest Royal Rumbles. We don't know what the results of this show are nah. yet. We don't, anything could have happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, loads. Of, I, I don't even know. I the turn of Goldberg. Comprehend. Goldberg could be one of the entrants in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Hey, it's not out of the realms of possibility. Hey, it's not. They haven't announced all 50 names. Okay, well, we might see you on Monday with a review of Greatest Royal Rumble. If not, we'll see you on Tuesday for Raw. Love you, bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.